Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHKs I'm known, and one film and one film only up for review this week. It is James Cameron's Avatar The Way of the Water. This week I've got Avatar The Way of the Water, which is the long-awaited, and I'm going to put a question mark on that, sequel to James Cameron's Avatar, and I will fully acknowledge that when the first Avatar came out, I was hyped. I saw it two times within the first 24 hours of it opening. Originally, I could only get tickets to like the 12.01 a.m. Saturday showing, and then somebody else I knew I was still living in New York, they had tickets to the 12.01 Friday, so like the very first showing in New York City and AMC and the Lincoln Center IMAX, and we had really great seats, and I was so hyped, and I was like, this is amazing. I can't wait to see it again 24 hours later. I almost threw up at that second screening because I had to sit I did not get there early for the second screening because I was exhausted. And so I sat really close, I think in the first row to the far left and with the stereoscopic 3D, et cetera, it it made me really, really motion sick. So again, I was on board the first time. I fully acknowledge that James Cameron continues to push the technological boundaries of filmmaking. I don't know if that's a good thing. I would have preferred if he'd pushed the storytelling boundaries of filmmaking, but he doesn't do that in Avatar The Way of the Water. In fact, this feels like one of the most recycled films I've seen in a long time. I didn't rewatch Avatar going into this, and I'm glad I didn't because I think I would have really bristled up against how many elements of it and characters and consequences and all these things just were completely reused from the first one. And like, if he ends up getting to make all five of these films, is it just going to be the same film five times over? Because I know he's going to make a billion dollars, but like, why are we allowing this to happen? Why, Why are we not telling? I know I can see elements of the larger story that he is trying to weave. But I would much prefer that we start building those elements or bringing them to the forefront much earlier versus having them be this, not even B, but like a C or D plot. And the A and B and even C plots are just the same recycled story over from the first one. It doesn't give me a lot of faith in the uh, novelty of this going forward. I just, you know, so almost everyone is back. In fact, I think everyone is back from the first one. Sam Worthington's back as Jake Sully. Zoe Saldana's back. Sigourney Weaver and Stephen Lang are back. And those should have big old question marks next to them because... Particularly with Stephen Lang, uh, spoiler alert, but not, you know, one, he dies in the first one. And two, he's been in all the promo materials, so people know he's back. And I'm like, oh, great. There are not consequences to any of the actions in any of these films. I hate movies that do that. I hate franchises that do that. And I, I have this beef with, I will say, like, a, a, you know, Marvel is guilty of this. DC is guilty of this, where you don't want to kill off your cash cows. Ugh, fine. But by the same token, find other ways to tell these stories instead of just giving us the same thing over and over. This time we're also joined by Kate Winslet, Cliff Curtis, Edie Falco, Jermaine Clement, Michelle Yeoh, I think is in it. I don't even remember who Michelle Yeoh played in this, or I don't even know if her character, I, like, I, I had no idea what was going on. There's also this whole batch of like young avatars. And then there's this one human boy who I have issues with question mark because I'm like, you know, he's got, he's a white boy and he has like dreads. And I'm like, oh, this feels, I know that James Cameron is trying to give a commentary on, you know, in indigenous peoples and you know lands being taken over all that but I was like then you have your protagonist be you know a a white Tarzan-esque character mm. there were just little things here and there that really got under my skin and I don't think I had a bad time watching this it is three hours and 12 minutes it didn't drag as much as I was fearing it would but part of it was just because I was laughing to myself so much at how much of it is recycled once again it is effectively like a fern gully and this time, because we're in the water, it has a little bit of a Free Willy-esque story taken to it as well. But none of this feels like I haven't seen it before. The only things that I was like, okay, I haven't seen this before are the animation underwater and, you know, some of the VFX and things like that. But I was like, the story is still the story and it is not that deep. 
And I want it to be. I, I felt like, well, no, I didn't even feel like the original story was that deep, but I felt like it was more compelling. This one, we're just telling this like environmental story in a way that is so surface level. There's gonna be a lot of water jokes, I feel like in here, but it felt so surface level that it, you know, maybe that's what it takes to have, have it, you know, understood by a wide audience. But I would hope that he has more trust in people than that. But given watching this film play out, I'm like, no, I don't think he does. I'm going to take a quick break and be right back. And I'm back. The plot is so repetitive, even within the plot itself, like even within the scope of Avatar The Way of the Water, they keep recycling these bits over and over and over again. I'm like, these characters are never going to learn. Is it going to take five three-hour movies for them to learn? Because I do not feel invested enough to go on that ride with them. This has been, yeah, oh my, I, don't, I don't want to spoil it, but again, like I think this has been in all the previews. It's, it's effectively the same thing over again, but just underwater. The other thing I really struggled with is there's variable and dynamic frame rates within a single frame, which is something that is, I truly, I think, unheard of up until this point in film. The problem for me is it felt like watching a video game and not in a good way, because I do think video games are beautiful and have excellent storytelling. And, you know, it's not a knock on video games, but it did not feel like like there were sequences that did not feel like they mixed with the rest of the movie that really took me out of it. And I I feel like he was doing it just for the sake of doing it, as opposed to being like, yes, this will create a sense of the audience in the audience of, you know, the dissonance between blah, 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 and blah, blah. No, I just felt like he was trying to flex and it didn't serve the story. And again, my my question with every film is like, how is it serving the story? How is it serving the character growth? How is how are we growing as an audience or going on a journey or whatever it is? And not once, not once did I feel like any of those elements added to it. Now, people are going to see and enjoy this movie anyway. It's going to make a billion dollars and I have no problem with that, you know? I mean, I do a little bit because I wish, you know, for however much money they spent on this, how many independent films that are original could you have made? But I don't begrudge people having a good time at the movies. If people are hyped as hell for this, like, enjoy it. If you <laughs> loved the first one, you're probably going to love this because you're going to be served the exact same thing in, like, slightly rewrap packaging. If you didn't like the first one, you're absolutely not going to see this. I, again, going back to the technology portion of it, I know he's pushing for theaters and, you know, the frame rates and all this stuff. I just really don't like watching things through stereoscopic 3D anymore, I've realized. Like, there was a point where I would see, you know, anything that was supposed to be released that way, I would see it that way. But it just creates this, like, vignette in my field of vision that I really wish I had the option of not having to see that because I was distracted and, you know, the thing on my face and my mask and all that stuff. It was just, that took me out of it. The variable frame rate took me out of it. The recycled story elements, both as a whole and immediately within the, like, scope of the story took me out of it a bit. The performances are not... <laughs> they're, they're they're whatever you know they're they haven't changed since the first one I have a million logic questions that I will not ask right now because they are slight spoilers for it and I will go into those in detail at some point but again this is one of those ones where you don't necessarily need my guidance on it because you either knew whether or not you wanted to go see it the only thing I could say is if you are somebody who gets like slightly ill and motion sick and whatever it is if you're wearing those glasses this is going to make you real ill for me personally because of the recycled nature but slightly offset by not having a terrible time at it, I'm going to go ahead and give it a 3.6 out of 5. That has been it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.